I do not permit women to teach nor usurp authority. That's Kira, and she didn't wash her hair today. <laughs> I have dry shampoo. Anyways, <laughs> that's Alexandria, and she has three whole closets full of clothes. And an extra one. We don't know what that's for. My water skeleton. is in it. I can't put clothes in it because my water heater is too big. My joke was funnier. First? Yeah. This is overreaction. Today, we're going to talk about compulsory heterosexuality. And in today's podcast, we have a pod crasher, and her name is Brie. She is the PR queen. Um, Brie travels a lot, but sucks at geography. <laughs> She's a natural blonde the way that I wish I was. She has five piercings. She traveled from Chicago to Iowa to get a tattoo from my artist. He's excellent. His name's Big Chris. Check him out. Um, so she is going to teach us about compulsory heterosexuality. Um, and also tell us the story of how she figured out she's gay. So take it away, Brie. Hi, guys. It's great to be here. We're so glad to have you. <laughs> so, yeah, this was a fun idea that I had to for you guys to talk about this topic. Mm -hmm. And you were like, well, we're both straight. So maybe you should just come talk about it. So here I am. We also love having the company. Yeah. Love being here. <laughs> great atmosphere great company we had great food we did mm -hmm. we're all very full now yeah. or at least i am yeah yeah for sure okay okay so i just want to get started with what the heck is compulsory heterosexuality amazing um, and it's a mouthful to say so i'm probably just going to refer to it as compet from now on oh thank god <laughs> that is um <laughs> i was like the more i drink the harder that's gonna get to say yeah um, that's kind of the general accepted term for it. Great. I feel like the more acronyms or short names that you have, the more you sound like an expert. All right, As well. we were on the podcast today and they were just like, PIV sex. It was like, oh, I got to start saying that so that I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 So, so I compact. love this. Compact. Com Easy. Much easier to say. Um, so basically compulsory heterosexuality is just the... Um, theory that you are basically um, ingrained within you to be straight as you grow up through media and family values and everything entertainment um, pretty much as a woman this um, compet kind of specifically is tailored towards women it's actually specifically tailored towards lesbians um, which i am not but we'll get into that later um, it's pretty much about how women are taught when you're growing up to, you know, be a housewife and you go to school and you get married and you have babies and your sole purpose in life is pretty much to just like be a mom and to please your man. Um, this comes yeah. from everything too in like magazines you know when you're little and you find 17 for the first time or then you would escalate to Cosmo and it's all about mm -hmm. sex tips for how to please your man and things like that. And that's just very. I would sorry. rather have learned about my clitoris when I was that age, to right. be honest. Right. Like you don't. Would have been more helpful. You're taught how to like please somebody else before you're taught how to even please yourself. Actually, that's like not even something that women talk about. No, absolutely not. Older. I try sometimes. It makes people uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I do it anyway. Well. I'm here if you ever want to talk about it. <laughs> Great. 
That's um, really all over the cover of magazines, though. Yeah. Because I did have Seventeen magazine, and yeah. I was always just like, ooh, top ten ways to flirt with the cute boy crush. Mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> yeah, it's annoying. <laughs> Use a winky face emoji instead of a smiley. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> We're taught to use the fire emoji. Flames. Hot fire flames. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, like, the basis of okay. what it is. Um, it is not, like, some people look at it as, like, it's only lesbians who experience it. And that's, like, one of the criticisms of it. Another one of the criticisms has to do with it's um, more binary focused. Um mm-hmm. But to me, it's more just uh, growing up, not realizing that you have other options mm-hmm. than to just be straight, which is mm-hmm. why it took me 22 years to figure it out, which Alexandria said wasn't a long time in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> oh, but no. to me, it feels like a lifetime because it has been. When it is your whole life, Literally. it feels like your whole life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's only been a couple years that I've like come to terms with it and uh, only recently that I even realized like the extent of it i've always uh just thought that i like had a strong appreciation for women um and i never thought that i would like be able to be romantic with one or like actually have a serious relationship with one i just Mm -hmm. thought that it was more like a physical attraction um because those are two different things like you can be romantically um attracted and physically attracted to people differently Mm -hmm. but now do you feel like Combat is just something like growing up or that it's perpetuated when you're an adult too? I think it's 24 seven. I think it is ingrained, like I said, in everything, every aspect of uh, the day-to-day lives that we live. Um, Mm -hmm. Even as an adult, you know, the movies that you're watching aren't any different unless you are curious about it and you're like exposing yourself to specifically like women loving women culture or bisexual culture so um i like really hate labels and i always just like refer to myself as gay because i feel like it's a nice like umbrella term um but i actually took the um there's like a buzzfeed quiz you can take for the kinsey scale and you guys know what that is explain the kinsey scale so the kinsey scale is like um this i don't have a very very basic understanding of it but it's basically this scale of like sexuality that um was developed in IU, I think, Indiana University. Um, So basically you just like answer some basic questions of like who you're attracted to, who you like have fantasies about, what kind of friends you keep, how you like make um, like the kind of like serious people you have in your life, whether that's relationships or friendships. Mm -hmm. Um, And you answer all these questions and then it plops you out on a scale from like super straight to super gay. And then there's like... (laughs) It happens. Yeah. And then there's, like, off to the other side is, like, asexual or ace um, is, like, the the term that they use for it. So Real quick, I love that this is BuzzFeed because I feel like BuzzFeed knows everything about everybody. (laughs) It's always nailed which Disney princess I am. Well, the Kinsey scale exists in, like, actual research. This is just, like, a fun BuzzFeed quiz that, like, made it easier. Makes it accessible. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I took it today, actually. My girlfriend and I both took it because we were just curious and I wanted some... Um, evidence to bring to this podcast. I guess. <laughs> it's On really the, the kind of research. evidence that we that we strive for. Yeah. So I took it. Cite our sources. <laughs> yeah. So this is from BuzzFeed. Not that you need any more money for your re- me referencing you, but it's sponsor fine. us. So, <laughs> yeah. 
But like, if you want to sponsor the pod, that's cool too. <laughs> um, so it ranges from exclusively heterosexual, mostly heterosexual, equally heterosexual and homosexual, mostly homosexual, and then exclusively homosexual. And then off to the side of the scale is no sexual contact or reactions. So that would be like ace. Um, so I took it and I was mostly homosexual, which according to BuzzFeed means I'm mostly gay, but I haven't always been. I find myself attracted to members of the same sex, but not exclusively. I can't say for sure that I'll always identify as homosexual, but I definitely do for now. My sexuality is more fluid than most. Is this talking about like physical sexual attraction, emotional sexual attraction, both somewhere in between anything specific? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both because it asks you questions more than just like who you have sex with or like who you fantasize about. Mm -hmm. It asks you about um, like who you feel most comfortable um, bonding with and who like if you're at a party... Who do you go to to have conversation? Do you go to a member of the same sex, opposite sex? So it's a little bit like both emotional and physical. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because my girlfriend took it and she got equal parts, heterosexual and homosexual. And we both identify as bi. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting. And we both were like, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty representative of how we are as people. Like Mm -hmm. I always like, um, we like check in with each other all the time. We're like, do you think you're a lesbian? Like, do you think you've like crossed the bridge and like, you think that like, that's just what you are now. And we're both just like, no, like, I don't know if I'd ever date a man again. Now that I know that dating a woman is possible. Um, I mean, there's some exceptions out there. Like I'm definitely, I don't know. Just like. Cis hetero. Then maybe like not so much, but like Mm -hmm. if you're a bisexual man, I might be more open to that. Or if you're like a transgender man, I might be more open to that. Um, Or if you're just like not a dick, then I'm open to that. (laughs) No mics. No mics. No No mics. mics. So (laughs) yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like for real, like um, oh shoot, you have family members named Mike. Um, yeah, that's why I said we're so sorry about that. No, it's okay. They're well, Michaels. Michaels. Yeah. Michaels are different. very different. Yeah. That's so, important that everyone It's fine. Um, but yeah, I just like, um, I don't know. Sometimes in like the LGBTQ space, um, it's supposed to be like very accepting and welcoming and like, oh, like we're so happy you've like joined this side of the world. Um, but sometimes people are very like um, gatekeeping about like what uh what sexuality is and isn't um Mm -hmm. which is interesting so i just wanted to throw out there like how i identify i guess if you want to take my um opinions of compat with a grain of salt that's fine because it typically does apply to lesbian women so so i was reading about how like we've probably all been to the gynecologist (laughs) yes Yes. hopefully if you're (laughs) sorry of any sort of age yes (laughs) Health is important. Everybody go see their primary care providers. <laughs> Anyways. Um, 
I was reading a little bit about this and it just talked about how typically, like, especially at the gynecologist, they'll ask, like, are you sexually active? And then the immediate question after that is like talking to you about birth control, talking Mm -hmm. about pregnancy prevention as just kind of an example of that assumption that everybody is going to be straight Mm -hmm. and that all needs of health and like planning around your health and safety and relationships are going to be a straight planning right <laughs> sort of thing like i guess do you have any comments on that or like how it affects just kind of interactions with the world <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i definitely do um so i just moved a couple months ago and i started seeing a new primary care doctor and um one of the things i actually wanted to talk to her about is the fact that i have been on birth control for years and i am in a homosexual relationship so do I need that anymore? And she luckily, like the place I go now is super, super progressive and welcoming. Like they have signs when you first walk in, like this is a place of acceptance and um, inclusion. Um, so I felt really comfortable there. Um, and she was just so funny. She was like, so when you say you're not sleeping with men now, like, are you sleeping with women? Or are you just like not sleeping with anybody? And I was like, I'm sleeping with one woman. And I just like, don't know, like I've been on birth control since I was like 13. So like, do I need this? And um, she was like, no, like your body knows what to do. Mm-hmm. And if you're just sleeping with a woman, then you don't need that. And I was like, wow, this is the most freeing experience <laughs> um, I could ever have. But I know that like not all places are like that. Like the old doctor mm-hmm. I used to go to, I couldn't tell them anything. Like there's no way I would ever have told them that like I wanted to go off birth control because they would have been very judgy. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like the kind of doctor's office you go to where they're like, wow, you lost 15 pounds. You could probably keep losing more. Ugh. And you're just like, oh. Ugh. but like, really? Can't just be like, wow, good for you. So yeah, I definitely have experienced like both sides of it and like, people that you're comfortable with and people that you're not. And that is super true that like when you go in for any kind of like women's health, you're just assumed to be, to be straight. Mm-hmm. And um, based on my experience on gay TikTok, I think a lot of other lesbians experience that as well. <laughs> what is like, gay TikTok? Gay TikTok. Are you on TikTok? No, my son is, I think. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so TikTok is like, very faceted so there's like different realms of communities that you can be in so your your son's probably on like stupid funny videos and like weird dances and <laughs> you're gonna say stupid tiktok no like that's no that's like very much like straight tiktok like those like cringy dances and like weird influencers and stuff like that is straight tiktok and then you have like alt tiktok and gay tiktok and that's just like we're other people kind of like because like the way tiktok is set up you um are given content that's more relevant to you so the longer you scroll through it the more like very creepily creepily specific um your page gets so like tiktok has really helped me figure out how gay i am (laughs) truly downloaded it at the beginning of quarantine and look where we are now so yeah if, if you're in the like LGBTQ community, then you're going to get other people that are in that community. And thus it just kind of like creates this gay TikTok. It's what your feed is. 
If you've, never, if you've never been on TikTok, TikTok is really hard to explain. So my only experience with TikTok is when you hit like the magnifying glass on Instagram mm-hmm. and then it shows you like a whole feed and some of them are TikToks. And the only ones that I get are from Bachelor Nation. Yeah. See, that's straight TikTok. There's a whole other world of TikTok outside of that that I discovered, and it has only made me gayer. Yeah, I got Bachelor and Cats. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> I've seen a lot about like mental health and childhood trauma. Yeah, I see a lot on there about mental health. Fuck, I'm ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a because lot of I like my- learning shit and stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, you read a like- lot of books. I do. Yeah. Cats and Bachelor are the things that I take outside of. It's like the little tiny circle that they put on the Venn diagram of Kira (laughs) and just like sticks itself in there. Not every second of your life has to be able to fit onto your resume. It's okay to have hobbies. Ooh. This is. So you guys have like a little bit of a basis understanding of Compet now, and you did a wonderful episode on internalized misogyny a couple weeks ago (laughs) oh my gosh thank you so much i don't know how many weeks ago it will be once this episode goes live it's really a surprise for everyone (laughs) sometime episode two just refer back to episode two internalized misogyny so a lot of um studies about like compet are based in internalized misogyny because i mean I think you can probably figure that one out Connect for obvious, some <laughs> obvious reasons. Um, but basically, like, the biggest difficulty that somebody who is gay or bisexual or just deviating off of the straight path in any way um, struggles with is separating what society tells you from what you actually want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is, like, really emphasized with the roots in internalized misogyny. Do you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I remember going through something similar to that. Like, I dated the same person my senior year of high school and then all through college. And I was like, we're going to get married and mm-hmm. have 3.4 babies mm-hmm. <laughs> and live in a suburb somewhere. And he's going to be an accountant and it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then he sucked. We broke up. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't think I want any of that. Yeah. But I had messages my whole life telling me that I wanted those things. So I was like, yeah, you're right. I want those things. Yeah. I did the exact same thing. Don't know if I do. So I've gotten a ton of tattoos and a ton of piercings and dyed my hair a bunch of times to try to figure out who I am. (laughs) Yeah. But that's a valid response, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. I was just thinking like. The first story or experience that comes to mind for me, it's like went to a super small school growing up, Mm -hmm. like tiny, tiny, tiny. And I feel like we all know in tiny towns, like it's very conservative, very conservative. Everybody knows everybody's business, super Uh traditional. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So my junior year, like I was in a heterosexual relationship. It was prom, prom was coming up my boyfriend and I at that time were long distance. So like he wasn't coming back for prom. Mm-hmm. So it was a junior senior prom. So I was like, Oh, I'll just take my girlfriend in the sophomore year to prom with me. And, like our class sponsor, like threw a fit, like wouldn't let us do it. Was like, you absolutely cannot do it. And I like, didn't know any better to stick up for myself yeah. or like 
know who to go to to be like, this is really problematic. So in response, it was fine if I took my male junior friend to prom and he took her to prom. So you're just a threesome. Right. Of- That's so much better. <laughs> yeah. Polygamy is great. But it like, I wish that I had done something at that time. I think I was just like really thrown off and didn't yeah. know my next steps. But I mean, that wasn't really even all that long ago. But just kind of those messages of like, how horrifying would it be if everybody who watched the promenade saw you two girls walking in yeah. together? Yeah. I mean, that's so true. Like, um, something that I've struggled with is internalized homophobia mm-hmm. and realizing that like me coming out and me being gay was a bigger deal to me than it was to anybody else around me. Mm-hmm. And that's because I just grew up thinking that it like it was bad or like it was different. It was wrong, whatever. Mm-hmm. And even though like when I came out, like everybody literally did not care i remember when you came out <laughs> yeah because <laughs> my mom God damn it andrea <laughs> my mom works with uh with brie that's how we know her um but i remember her saying that you had told her as like a test drive for telling your parents she was the first person i told that wasn't like just one of my like friends Mm-hmm. Like, my mom's like way more chill about that stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> because we all traumatized her. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single one of you are normal. <laughs> and I, by normal, I'm the most normal. And let me just clarify that I shouldn't even say the word normal because what is normal? Honestly, Honestly. boring. I'm not yeah. appealing mm-hmm. in no. any way. But like, I'm. I'm the straightest of my siblings. I know. <laughs> yeah. And my mom's dad is trans. And like, it just was not. Can I tell a story actually that kind of made me think it has to do with your young, your youngest sister? Yeah. Okay. It makes me, it made me think of that because of you were talking about school mm-hmm. and like, that wasn't even that long ago. Mm-hmm. And Alexandria's youngest sister is what, a junior in high school now? Uh, she's a senior. She's a senior. Mm-hmm. So last year she took a girl to homecoming or prom or something or whatever the dance was like just went with a girl i don't know if it was romantic or not but like nobody even batted an eye and like there were quite a few other people in her grade that like went with like same sex friends or whatever and like it wasn't a big deal and i remember going with one of my friends junior year homecoming Cause I didn't have a date. So I just went mm-hmm. with like one of my friends, like we went together and everybody called us lesbians the whole time. And I was just like, can I not just like go with my friend? Like, well, I don't understand why it has to be that deep. Um, but now it seems like even just a couple years later, like people don't care mm-hmm. as much, mm-hmm. which that gives me hope. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think that your junior year and my junior year of high school were the same. 2014. I graduated high school in 2015. I graduated 2016. Okay. So basically. I'm older than you. You are. Oh my God. I graduated in the year 2000. (laughs) Okay, Christopher, way to age yourself. (laughs) Yes, we just had the what's a TikTok conversation. (laughs) You made that choice, man. (laughs) Uh, What were you going to say about your junior year? Whatever. Yeah, like it wasn't that long ago but i do think like it's changed very rapidly Mm -hmm. and that's excellent but like the more that i think about this whole prom situation (laughs) 
I think that they told me that in order to do it, I had to go ask the school board for permission. What? And it was just like... That's traumatizing. So traumatizing. And it was just this weird thing where I was like, well, what you're asking me to do is go ask the school board for permission. To take my friend. To take my friend. And underneath of that is you're asking me to like make a public declaration of like, I'm in a relationship this with this person, but I'm not. Yeah. And it shouldn't be an issue. Right. Either way. But just like how within like prom and homecoming and things like that, prom king, prom queen, mm-hmm. like kind of all those institutions are really heterosexualized. Yeah. And this is why I was such a big fan of Glee in high school. Yeah. Because it's literally the worst show to ever be created, but there's so much gay representation that I was (laughs) Uh just like, yes, we have King and King for prom this year. I'm with it. I love that. Yeah. It's it's a mess. And internalized misogyny, like you guys talked about previously, just like goes so deeply rooted in everything. Mm -hmm. And like this is no different um, for women. I mean I don't want to be like discriminatory. Like men can experience this too. Like gay men can experience this too. Um, But like for women in particular, it's like very, very much drilled into your head from the time that you're born to your throughout your whole life that you're straight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Stop trying to domesticate women. Yeah. That's (laughs) you don't. I don't want to spend my life. Wiping jam off of babies' sweeping <laughs> floor. Like, I have stuff to do. That's really what it does come down to. Um, is and like when you really start getting into compat, like super deep, it's all about like very like lesbian feminism and like feminism in general, and um, just how like deeply domesticated we have been, and that like we're slowly trying to like break through that and like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just like have a life <laughs> of our own outside mm-hmm. of like whatever a man wants us to do. Um, which is for the guy. record, real quick, still super cool to be a stay at home mom if that's what you want to do. Oh, hell yeah. My best friend, well, she doesn't stay at home, she works full time, but my best friend's a mom. Greatest gift she's ever been given. Like, mm-hmm. not for me, but go off, sis. <laughs> <laughs> I think this really like brings attention to how intersectional things can be. Mm-hmm. Like we had a conversation about internalized misogyny. Like here's a conversation about compulsory heterosexuality and just like even how those things overlap. It's just like not everybody's experience has to be the same. There are a whole bunch of things going on at the same time and it doesn't have to be one thing or another, but also like really points to how you're saying Like, particularly, it affects women. Like, Mm -hmm. men benefit from heterosexual relationships. And in the hierarchy of, like, power, Mm -hmm. they're at the top. So perpetuating that power does them some good. Yeah. Yeah, I was really, like, when in that episode you were talking about the hierarchy and, like, the triangle and Mm -hmm. um, how, like, you're always trying to, like, get to the next rung. And by doing that, you, like, take on... um, I don't know, you kind of like mimic the rung above you to Mm -hmm. push the rung below you down further. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where um, this makes me think of like the difference between like gay men and lesbian women and, you know, bisexuality is a whole other thing. And then you have asexuality and then you have people who are non-binary and it's just like 
it's a lot to get into. Um, but compet, I feel like mainly affects women because they are the more oppressed group mm-hmm. when it comes to that. It intersects with misogyny. Yeah, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. Um I wanted to read you guys a list of things like what did oh, they title yes. this? Yes. Identifying comp het, like if you feel it within yourself. And just as a oh, disclaimer. No. Oh fuck. <laughs> as a disclaimer, you can feel these things as internalized misogyny and feel oppressed and feel like you've been affected by comp het, but not actually be gay. Alexandria's gonna have a hard time. <laughs> Are we gonna like out some people right now? Sorry. <laughs> It's okay. Do you want me to read? Yeah, no, yeah. go for it. I okay. think we're scared of self-exploration. Okay. Hey. No, that's me. It's <laughs> It's been a journey. Let me tell you, it has been a journey. <laughs> Look, today was World Sexual Health Day in mm-hmm. North America, and Kira and I watched a lot of webinars about stuff. Ooh. Like nine hours of webinars Amazing. about and stuff. And I learned some things about myself I wasn't ready to learn, oh. and I'm just nervous that we're continuing the mm-hmm. trend, except this time it's recorded. <laughs> <laughs> they talked about liberation. Here we are. We're You're right. Liberating re- our truest identity and we understanding barriers. All right. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go. Um, and I have not experienced all of these things. I've experienced bits and pieces of them. So like I said, sexuality is fluid and it looks different on everybody. So don't start questioning your whole life. <laughs> Unless you do, want to. We'll do it. The microphones are off. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> hey, that's what therapy's for. Okay. Honestly. Some signs. Wanting to like men, but not wanting them to like you back. Thinking you must be attracted to men if you find them aesthetically pleasing. Thinking you must be attracted to men if you want to be physically close to them. Thinking that tolerating sex or romantic acts with men makes you attracted to them. Identifying as asexual without ever questioning if you'd be sexually or romantically attracted to women. Using a lot of micro-labels. Only being attracted to men that meet your incredibly high standards. Only being attracted to certain <laughs> celebrity or fictional men. Did that one hit home for you? <laughs> I think we've been making faces this entire time. Continue. I can stop we'll at any point if we want to so dive in. I want to rewind really quick. What are micro labels? Thank you. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> Someone else Google it. I'll ask Siri. The other ones have all made sense. <laughs> I don't know what microlabels Tiny labels. <laughs> You're so much smarter than that. Listen. Don't say things like that. That would be my hips. Sorry. <laughs> a microlabel is an identity that falls under an umbrella of a larger identity and cannot stand on its own. Cite your source. LGBTA wiki talk. <laughs> I would sound so good at the beginning. Yeah, you sounded up really strong. And just kinda... Look, it's a whole page on micro labels. Fuck off. It's okay. The Can website. Can you read the micro labels one again? Yeah. Using a lot of micro labels. Okay, so okay. for example, 
an apothesexual is someone who is asexual and sex repulsed. So just like being really, really into like very specific labels. Yeah. Micro labels are most often used to describe more specific feelings and to create a sense of community for people who also experience those feelings. So is it like an, I'm not blank something broad, but I am Mm -hmm. blank something micro. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you don't have to identify as something that maybe you aren't comfortable with. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's can like kind a of subcategory. Yeah, okay. like in like what your example you were saying, instead of like saying that you're asexual, like you don't feel like you fit into that broad category, you might identify as whatever the other thing is that you just okay. said that you're asexual because of some other factor. But is like the crux of that, like I think your Alexandria source was saying, like they can't stand on their own. Mm-hmm. So is it like saying you can't be a square like you, without being a rectangle. Yeah. Like okay. you can't be in this micro label without being a part of like yeah. the umbrella category. But okay. It's not specific enough. So you take like bits and pieces mm-hmm. from different other labels mm-hmm. and combine them. Okay. Or is the point of like the list thing saying that this is ways that you're expressing compulsory heterosexuality yeah. saying I'm not comfortable identifying as this broader thing. So I'm going to be this smaller thing because it's like yeah. a bite-sized piece that I can chew and handle. Typically, especially with this, this list in particular, which is from amino Um We sound so good. And <laughs> yeah. So this Wiki. list in particular is mainly referencing like um, lesbian compulsory heterosexuality. Mm-hmm. So like in that, particular instance they're talking about like you're using a lot of micro labels for other things because you are denying the fact that you're a lesbian because you've experienced compulsory heterosexuality that makes you think lesbianism is not even an option gotcha did you want to go back to the um only being attracted to men that meet your incredibly high standards i feel like that's when you guys both just like looked at each other that's like a very like common woman trait though I feel like it goes both both ways because I think part of why the reason that I silently laughed at that (laughs) is one time in college, one of my friends came to me and she was like, I think that I have this crush on this boy in my class. And I was like, ooh, tell me more. Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, he like answered a question, didn't sound like an idiot. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Bare minimum. Um, (laughs) Bare minimum. Speaks in complete sentences. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that's the opposite. It just reminded me of that story. But I was just like, okay, you're so much better than that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyways, back to my list. I'm reading that list. (laughs) Okay. Um, So I talked about the fictional characters. Like Aladdin. Oh, man. (laughs) Don't go there. You could have said a lot of worse things. (laughs) I'm so yeah, sad that, that none of song you. song's gonna be stuck in my head now. <laughs> I'm so you sad that none mm. of you have TikTok because there's um, this trend going around where you just like um, you're supposed to sing along to the song whenever the person that's like playing the video shows a picture of somebody that you're attracted to, <laughs> and it's gotten weird. <laughs> Where they Uh show, like, cartoon characters and stuff and not just, like, fictional, like, people, like, animals or, like, like, dolls and, like, weird shit. And everybody's just like, yeah, I'm attracted to that cartoon dog. That was my sexual awakening as a child. And I'm just like, "Mm, 
I saw something like that, but with Mega Mind. Look, mm. we all have our own things. What did the panelists say today? I'm sorry, don't, I was distracted thinking about Beauty and the Beast. Don't yuck someone <laughs> else's yum. yum. Okay, and that's I true. I really need you to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about like being attracted to fictional characters. Yeah. And like Belle is attracted to the Beast. Who's like mm. a buffalo and a lion? What the fuck and is that? Thing, actually, I, I don't know. There are a whole bunch of things that are supposed to be combined. But anyways, <laughs> just that—that's the whole point. Yeah, bestiality. That because deep down inside, <laughs> oh no! I mean, the beast Next has very kind eyes. <laughs> Next. Also, I do remember thinking as a kid that he was cuter as the beast. Because I was like, that guy didn't need long hair. That's a fact. Who drew his face? He was cuter as the beast. There's a reason. Keep him that way. There's a reason for that. What? It's about bestiality, obviously. Oh, I thought that it was the. I thought that it was about the what's Stockholm syndrome. Oh yeah. Okay. I've been attracted to people that I normally wouldn't be because I'm attracted to who they are as a person. I think that's normal. Maybe. Mm. No. Oh, okay. well, that is. I so, I mean, it could be for you. Like, that could be. But that is um, like a very common uh, thought process for somebody who is like on the spectrum of gay. <laughs> it's like, like it's autism. Hmm. People ask me all the time, like, am I gay? <laughs> no, so listen, like that's something, <laughs> that's something that I used to say, like that's something I used to say all the time. I was like, oh, I'm not attracted to like a person's features. I'm attracted to like just their personality. And that's like a very, very common like thought process for somebody who hasn't realized that they're gay yet. Oh my God. I but hate like every single fucking dude I've ever met. But like. That doesn't mean that it's accurate for you. Like, everybody has different experiences. Okay, no, this is fine. I knew this was going to happen this episode. I'm ready. Okay. All that I'm saying is that the beast was hotter as a beast than as a prince. And that is fact. That is fact. Okay, moving on. Um, believing he that... He was, Christopher. <laughs> it's, it's the broad shoulders. <laughs> I'm just not... I've just never processed this. And just give me a few minutes. Okay, so here... <laughs> <laughs> Here's some more signs that you may be experiencing compet. We've gotten through about four items on this whole list. Ladies, you read so many. How many are there? I don't know a lot. Keep going. Believe, <laughs> believing that being obsessed with a man means you're attracted to them. Thinking that feeling indifferent about having sex with men makes you attracted to them. Thinking that feeling indifferent about dating men makes you attracted to them. Mixing up attraction to men with your desire to be friends with them. That's something I've struggled with a lot. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Um, only being attracted to men in theory and wouldn't actually want to date one. Fuck. <laughs> feeling gross or uncomfortable when attracted to men. Wanting to like men so bad you convince yourself you actually do. It wasn't as long of a list as I thought it was, but 
Everybody it looks has so some impact. Every, everybody looks so distressed right now. Like I wish there was a video. <laughs> okay. Do um, we do we want to go back and unpack some of those? Or <laughs> did you feel identity with some of those? Uh-huh. Wow, I didn't mean to just like show up and like <laughs> make you guys realize you're gay. <laughs> this is why so I was really adamant This was your plan. Kira and I not do research. Mm. <clears throat> um partly because I think our reactions are funny or we don't know what you're talking about. But also partly because I knew a little bit about this. Mm-hmm. And I just I think this was better that we go through this together. Okay. Well, is listen. There, is there anything on the list about Sperry's? <laughs> yes. Only gay people like wearing Sperry's. <laughs> well, overreaction listeners, and this is my last podcast. I'm sorry. It's widely what accepted in the community. <laughs> listen. <laughs> Alexandria is losing her mind right now. You're aware of almost every day. That was a joke. I know that. I like them. I know that was a reference to the other episode you guys did. I like them also. Sperry's are not gay. I don't Weird earrings are. are gay. What? Weird earrings are gay. Like big hoop earrings? Is that real? That's a real thing. Lesbians like to wear weird earrings. My earrings never match. Yep. Well, that's that's a big old sign, girlfriend. <laughs> I think we found what was in the other closet. Do you do you cuff your jeans? <laughs> yes. I always cuff my jeans. What else? I'm sorry, Christopher's was so good. What did he say? <laughs> I think we found what was in the other closet. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Oh, my breathing is so loud. <laughs> okay, what else? Yes, I cuff my jeans. What else? Um, do you frequently wear your shirts tucked into your jeans? Always. God damn it. <laughs> Always. Every day. Oh. Oh. Let me look up some more gay stereotypes. This is amazing. Is this why you don't get attention from men? Am I screaming? Okay. Another TikTok trend is to create a Google survey and send it to all your exes. <laughs> she mentioned that just because something in the list resonates with you does not mean that anything for you changes. It just means that you've experienced society compulsorizing. I want the word for that, just an actual verb. <laughs> you've been, you've experienced society requiring oppressed. <laughs> I mean, shit. Fuck. Well, I will say if you feel like it's resonating that much with you, it might be something to dive in, which we don't have to do right now. We can do that in an hour. Okay, so so we can just learn and hear about experience. Yeah, no, I have a question that's like not directly related to me though. Okay, what's the difference between like dating a man and dating a woman? Mm. 
Oh, that's a good question. I've only, so I'm dating a woman currently. It's the only woman I've ever dated. Um, have you ever had like a best friend that you're just like super close with and you love hanging out with 24 <laughs> seven? Okay. Uh-huh. Now imagine like dating that person and like being like romantic with them. And it doesn't have to be necessarily that person. That's just, like, what it's like. Like, I just feel like I'm dating my best friend. And, like, we're both very considerate of each other because that's just, like, how women are. Um, we're both bisexual. We both experienced things very similarly. She's been out a lot longer than I have. Like, mm-hmm. a few more years longer than I have. Um, but we've both had, like, very intense heterosexual relationships that we like thought were going to be our end all be all. And like Mm -hmm. that just like didn't work out and it took us a long time to realize there's probably a reason. (laughs) Um, Cause there wasn't necessarily anything wrong with those people. It was just that like, we weren't content. Um, And we were both kind of in the same mindset of like, Oh yeah. Like I'm attracted to girls. Like I would have sex with women, but like, I don't know if I could ever like be in a serious relationship with one. That's just like kind of out of my, my territory. I've always pictured my life like with a man having like a regular traditional wedding, like carrying his babies and like giving birth and like all those things that are just like very like traditional heterosexual compulsory heterosexuality norms um and it took us both like some time to realize that that there's like a grieving period kind of where like you realize that that's not really what you want and that's not really the future you're gonna get and then you have to start picturing your future in a different way um I don't know I feel like we have much more open communication than I've ever had dating a man I have way better sex than I've ever had (laughs) dating a man Mm -hmm. way better um like so much better and um i don't know it's just like it's much easier to like express your emotions um when something upsets you it's easier to talk about it and realize that like that person's not gonna just like shut down and like go play their fucking video games or whatever you know like Uh it's just like you can have an actual conversation with them and like respect each other a little bit more it's literally just like if you've ever had like that ride or die best friend that I you mean, love I have several yeah and like just imagine if you like had really really like could sex with them <laughs> and like you like planned a future together and like you were going to be in each other's lives and that was like your plan there's like a lot that you have to get over in your mind of like your future's not going to look the way that you once thought it was going to look that was compulsory okay. <laughs> yeah but like that's okay like like we've had conversations about like okay like if we decide that like we want to get married that's going to look different mm-hmm. than like a traditional heterosexual wedding if we decide we want to have kids that's going to be a much larger challenge to tackle together than being in a heterosexual relationship like my best friend has a baby and it just happened very naturally and mm-hmm. if like if my girlfriend and I ever wanted to talk about that we would have to go like get procedures done, you know? And like, then we have to figure out which one of us carries. And like, if we have multiple, like, do we take turns? Like, there's just like all these things that you have to think about that you never really did before. So it's a little scary, but like, it's very comforting to just like feel at peace and like feel genuinely happy. I think that's something with that. And like, correct me if I'm wrong in any sense, but like, a 
about like the choosing to have a child, if that were a conversation that you were going to have, it's kind of like beautiful that there's that extra level of choice. Mm -hmm. Like you get to talk about who gets to carry, who gets to like do that part, who's going to have these responsibilities rather than like your role being compulsory. (laughs) Right. Literally. (laughs) And like, that's what I think is, um, very appealing to me mm-hmm. is that I have always been more of like a dominant personality, but I'm still like very feminine mm-hmm. woman. And so the idea of like being like a mom and being like, Oh, fragile and cute. Like, that's just like, not me. Mm-hmm. Um, so like figuring out that like, I could still be a mom, but like also still be like more dominant personality mm-hmm. is nice for me. Um, that being a mom can happen on your terms. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's not just like, oh, like this man gets to like put a baby inside me. It's more like <laughs> something that like we would get to like do together. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple like really, there, well, there's one in particular, a really great um, lesbian couple on TikTok that <laughs> I'm obsessed with. Um, I don't know what their, their handle is, um, but they have two kids and they have made me like much more comfortable with the idea of like being in a a two mom family because mm-hmm. that's like something I've never experienced something I've never been around something I've never known um which that's like a whole other thing like yeah we're we've all if you've grown up like most of the population has like with a mom and a dad mm-hmm. then you're used to that form of parenting and if it's like two women together that looks totally different mm-hmm. also not been legal for very long I know, like, like five years have, we haven't even had a generation who gets to right experience that as something that i don't want to say that it's condoned because there's so much discrimination that goes around or oh, yeah. around it but There's at least a case that says. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, for now. For now. For now. (laughs) We'll see what happens. Honestly. Um, But no, we, um, my parents live in West Virginia, so we went to visit them for Labor Day. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to West Virginia. I've not. But it's interesting. Uh It's a very small (laughs) state. It is a very traditional conservative that's a little redneck they like are very big into like don't tell me what i can and can't do like if i'm gonna do what i want to do you know like very just like (laughs) that's the best way i can describe it is just with that word (laughs) um so we were there obviously being in a gay relationship is a bit of a different sight for a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. So like going to the mall and like us holding hands, walking through the stores, whatever, like we definitely got some, some crazy looks and that's just so different from like me. I live just outside of the city of Chicago, which is pretty um, accepting and pretty progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, like my town in particular is like, there's pride flags everywhere. There's BLM flags everywhere. Like there's Biden campaign signs in every yard like it's a very progressive um town so like when we walk around there and we hold hands like nobody bats an eye like we're just another we're just another part of the neighborhood whereas Mm -hmm. there we were kind of like oh which it just seems backwards with like that don't tell me what to do it's like well right default you're saying but the bible this is something that you can't do but the bible (laughs) 
we'll, oh. we'll address that in a different yeah. episode. Yeah. There's a lot of things to say about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been like my experience. It's been a, um, a process. I didn't um, like fully realize that I was interested in women until just a couple years ago. And even then I was still the mindset of like, oh, like, yes, I think they're attractive, but I don't want to date them. And it hasn't even been until like, honestly, quarantine started and I did mm-hmm. a lot of self-reflecting because I had nothing better to do. <laughs> and I spent uh-huh. endless hours on TikTok, slowly getting into gay TikTok, um, that I started to realize that, like, this is actually something that I want. And now that I'm in a relationship with a woman and I realize that, like, it's something that I can have, I don't know if I'll ever go back. It would, t- it would take a very special man for me to, like, date a man again because this has been, like, such a vastly better experience than I've ever had with men so (laughs) (laughs) do you think straight women have good experiences dating men Mm, yeah I mean a lot of men are assholes and that's Mm. because they've been bred to be that way truthfully Um, but I think my biggest telltale sign was like the sexual aspect of it. Like I think um, straight women have good sexual experiences with men and they don't ever really question it. Whereas I have not been so lucky and I didn't like realize that it was anything different. Like I just thought like that's how sex was and whatever Mm -hmm. until I went out of that box and started having sex with a woman. And I was like, Oh, this is just what like straight women have been experiencing. Cause like, I didn't realize that was a thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's about like the skill level of the man. I mean, that does have something to do with it, but it's also about like where your mind is at while it's happening. And if you're actually enjoying what's being done, like, I mean, he can be as good as whatever as what at whatever he's doing, but if you're not into it and you'd rather be doing something else then yeah that's internal within you not a lack of performance although sometimes it is a lack of performance because a lot of men don't know what they're doing i think like we've talked about how we're on a nine hour webinar for world sexual health day but i think that it's kind of an extra like roadblock for women how pleasure within sex for women isn't mm-hmm. necessarily something that's talked about or prioritized or taught mm-hmm. in any way so like you not only have to untangle whether or not you're feeling pleasure whether or not pleasure is something that you deserve to feel but also whether or not your lack of pleasure is coming from a lack of understanding a lack mm-hmm. of like connection with your partner anything like that and it just really complicated it's yeah like a female well, sexual experience and like my experience with like sex with men has been like usually i just wanted to like be over with <laughs> And I want to, like, get that self-gratification that, like, I pleased somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's all about, like, when you're having, like, heterosexual sex, it's all about, like, that man achieving his orgasm and then like you're done but like when it's it's, it depends on the man it it does but like traditionally I have had really good sex with men I have not But like I, that is a that is a very like blanket statement that a lot of women have experienced, but that is not the end all be all. Yeah. And I think that quote unquote like the end goal that we're taught mm-hmm. of what sex with a man is is mm-hmm. like orgasm. Orgasm. And it's much more identifiable yeah. <laughs> for men than women. So I feel yeah. like it's a much more like 
measurable thing. Yeah. And because of that, that's what we're taught to expect. Right. I feel like um, in my experience, like I've learned that there is much more to sex than having an orgasm. Like mm-hmm. pleasure mm-hmm. and orgasm are not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the only thing that you are getting to, to feel pleasure, um, then you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Like there's so many more things you can do. So many more things. I'm very happy for you. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I am too. (laughs) Are my, um, rainbow socks not enough of a telltale sign that I'm very happy? I love that. Apparently, my cuffed jeans are also good enough. So. I just cuff my jeans because I forget to buy short jeans when I'm at Old Navy. I am not <laughs> short. I'm going to start I Old Navy too. <laughs> I'm going to start sending you guys TikToks that I find. So you're going to have to download the app, even if you don't go on it, just so I can send you. Are okay. we allowed to do that you still in America? Yeah. Yeah, I can I text it to you. Who text me TikToks. And you could open them without the app. Everybody, go to therapy. This has been your PSA. Also, be honest with your therapist. Oh, true. I have not done that in the past. I accidentally convinced my therapist I was stupid. That's not what happened. Oh. (laughs) It's okay. I realized that when I go to therapy, I do this thing where I, like, feel like I need to be funny. And, like, Mm. I want her to laugh at me. I do that. Like, I I just track of how many of my jokes she laughs at. Yeah, I do, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, she thought that was funny. I'm fucking funny. Yeah. See, I don't need therapy. I'm fucking hilarious. <laughs> Do you have anything else that you want to say? Um, take the Kinsey scale quiz on BuzzFeed. Read the Am I a Lesbian Master Doc. Just Google that. Am I a Lesbian Master Doc. If you have any questions about your sexuality, just learn about it. And read about other people's experiences and see if you identify with that. And how you feel about how you identify with that. Don't let people tell you what to do. Yep. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. This was fun. Very, very fun. Very scary. Scary is subjective. Yeah, it was good. It was eye-opening, hopefully, for yes. you guys. Hopefully, there are some listeners that maybe took something away from it. If you have any questions about gay... If you have any questions about being gay, let me know. I'll also, answer your questions. If it's not only that, just take something away and understand how maybe your actions are perpetuating compulsory heterosexuality. And try and be a better person. Yep. All right. We will see you at the next episode. Whenever it posts. Whenever yes. it posts. Again, five to seven to twelve days. <laughs> make it's sure you're just following. A surprise. Make sure you're following Overreaction Podcast on Instagram, like our Facebook page. Rate, review, subscribe. Check out those really cool logos that I designed. They are very, very cool. <laughs> I love them. Twelve out of ten. That's all I got. That's all I've contributed to this. That's not no, true. that and so much more. <laughs> All right. Uh, this was overreaction. I do not permit women to teach nor usurp authority.